Bowen McGee for TKD. Welcome in, boys. It's TKD Update. Hell yeah, Brad! Welcome to the TKD Update presented to you by Moan McGee. Chicken or chicken? <laughs> Wish I was joining uh, the five of you uh, elite players in the uh, fantasy playoffs, but I've been, uh, or six of you, I guess. Um, but I, I've been left out. So down 11 points to, to Woods, six points to Swift. Um, in the matchup, and I'm still sipping on my bourbon. I'm, I'm still keeping it going. That was absolute Monday night heartbreak, Kevin. Uh, you know, you had Odell Beckham Jr. in there. The Daryl Henderson news breaks that he's not playing. You take OBJ out. OBJ scores a touchdown, has a nice game. Sony Michelle doesn't do much of anything except for for run the ball uh, right into the Cardinals' defense. And Van Jefferson has a touchdown. Woof. That's terrible. Yeah. One long touchdown. Damn. Um, so, Kevin, let's look at this playoff bracket. Right now, uh, we have Carter with the one seed, Garrett with a big win and a, and a Greg loss. Uh, Greg just ran to a buzzsaw. We'll talk about that a little later. But Garrett sneaks in, gets that bye. Um, out of the two bye teams, Carter and Grabba. Who do you like uh, as your eventual champion if you had to pick between just those two? Um, yeah, I, I think it's tough, but I, I do think that Garrett's a little bit safer at the running back position. Um, he's, you know, some might say even loaded now that he has Chavante really coming into his own. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor is pretty good at football, apparently. Um, that, that's what pushes Garrett ahead for me. Um, even if his wide receivers have been a little scary lately, uh, I, I generally like to side with the with the running backs when it comes to a close call like this. Yeah, one thing that worries me about Garrett is he's been uh, consistently running Kirk Cousins out there at quarterback. Um, we saw a bad Kirk Cousins, and we've actually seen a bad Kirk Cousins uh, the last three games. Uh, you know, his stat line looks really nice against Detroit. But it was Detroit. Uh, we've seen the last two times he's played real defenses in San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Um, he's went out there and had less than 20 points. We've seen matchups swing on the quarterback position because they uh, are the most likely to have a complete blow up and score 30-ish points. If you have a quarterback that is not holding its own, that can be dangerous. Uh, you know, Chicago isn't the scariest defense. Uh, but it's also primetime Kirk Cousins in the cold <laughs> outside. So it's, he's lucky. That's never went poorly before. He's lucky he's got a bye this week uh, because he's back in the dome. Uh, but not not really fancy friendly matchups in the playoffs as, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins next week has to face the Rams. And then in, in the championship, if he's uh, fortunate enough to get there, Kirk Cousins once again has to go to Green Bay in prime time, uh, chilly Green Bay cold. So if you had, I mean, as a person who's watched every single fucking snap of Kirk Cousins for the last three years, if you're asking me that he's, uh, you know, competent in the cold and in prime time, I would say, yeah, I would go to the waiver wire. Probably, probably a good move. And I, I, I would hope Garrett does that. Either that or he's going to be stubborn and win with Kirk, um, or at least try to. 
We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we do got to talk about Carter a little bit because James Robinson, we talked about this uh, in one of the episodes this week. He's just kind of in a really rough spot with that RB2 because it's pretty clear that the Jacksonville Jaguars are really not just going to – they're just not using James Robinson. He faces Houston this week, which is a great matchup. However, I, I would not have a lot of confidence in starting him. No, I, I wouldn't either. And I think this might be where um, not making moves throughout the season is, is finally caught up to Carter. Um, he just hasn't made any depth maneuvers to try to get a replacement running back behind um, James Robinson. And he's forced into playing him when you don't necessarily feel great about him. Um, I think it just hasn't been a tough spot. I think even if he were forced to play Chuba Hubbard, I wouldn't feel good about that. Just I, I think that's where he's really kind of deteriorated. I love the rest of his team. I think the rest of his team is absolutely loaded. Um, but that it's the playoffs, and, and you can go down if you have one bad player um, in, in your starting lineup if the other team is hot, especially when we're kind of saturated to the best teams of the league. Yeah, this is where, you know, the trade that he made with Greg, he went for Fournette for Godwin. Um, you know, he Godwin's a great player. Uh, you know, we've seen him pop off the last few weeks uh, for some really nice point totals. But I think Carter would much rather have Fournette in that RB2 and then try to fill in the flex with someone else. Um, because, you know, if you talk about the drop-off, uh, you know, James Robinson or Fournette to James Robinson – or the drop-off between, like, uh, you know, I think he, he'd be starting uh, Devonta Smith. I, you know, it's probably pretty comparable, but I think he'd rather have that surefire RB1 uh, in his in his lineup. Generally would always prefer to have the running back if it's close. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Running backs are good for fantasy. <laughs> um, Breaking let's look news. at the other... Let's look at the other playoff matchups. We got myself versus Daniel, and then we have uh, TK Daddy versus Woods. Um, What do you like here, Kevin? I I mean, Woods has been so up and down. He was pretty terrible this last week, almost let you sneak in on points. Um, Does Greg just eviscerate him here? Uh, I I think the opportunity is there, but if Eckler doesn't play, um, it, DK hasn't been what we've expected him to be. It, it could be wide open again. Um, we, we've seen this Woods team put up a lot of points before. I obviously like Greg. I, I, I think 10 points is probably a good good spread for this one, but I, I won't count Woods out. Um, I think what I think Greg gets, gets the win, but it's going to be closer than I, I think the box score is kind of currently lining up. And if Daryl Henderson plays, this is this could be a huge swinging point. They uh, Daryl Henderson faces Seattle, which has not really stopped the run all too well. Um, so if he plays and he can plug uh, Henderson in for AJ Dillon, this is a dangerous team still uh, that can make some noise. Yeah, how, um, how heartbreaking would it be for Greg to you know, run into a buzzsaw and Luke to lose the bye, and then if, if Daryl Henderson comes in and drops a thirty burger and Woods <laughs> puts up one seventy and Greg is stuck at 150. Great point totals back-to-back weeks and just can't get the wins. That would be uh, – I'm hoping I'm hoping for Greg's sanity <laughs> that doesn't happen. 
Yeah. Um, you know what they say in football, Kevin? It's hard to beat a team three times. And that's what we see with me versus Dan. Uh, Dan has beat me two times. The two time regular season matchups we've had, he's, he's beaten me. Uh, has been by much that he won by five in week one and then by seven in week 12. So they've been tight both times. Um, you know, Dan's team has some nice players, had a couple unfortunate injuries, one with Michael Carter and Jarvis Landry now going out. Um, You know, my team, I will say I'm a little scared because my all my wide receivers are running into some tough matchups. Um, You know, on paper. Carolina is a tough matchup. They're the they're fifth against wide receivers. Cooper Cup faces Seattle. They're tenth, and then Mike Evans, uh, you know, has his two-time yearly running with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, I think this one also hinges on my RB two, Kevin. If Elijah Mitchell plays, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. If he doesn't, you know, Jeff Wilson time and that can be dangerous. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. Um, I, I still think your team needs to fall really flat for. For Swift to have a chance here, um, losing Derrick Henry re- really did not do him any favors earlier in the season. I think we could be talking about one of the best teams in the league if that didn't happen. Um, but I think the odds are stacked up against him. You see that in the 35-point line. Granted, um, does have Flandry in, but currently projected for zero, and he's probably not going to be rolling with the Seahawks defense. So that line will change, but um, he's, he's faced with a tall task. Um, I, I think... It will come down to the RB2 spot. I like lining up Gibson across from um, Eli Mitchell or Jeff Wilson Jr. And I I think um, if your receivers fall a little flat, it does come down to who is better between those two. Yeah, we'll know a lot about this matchup uh, after Thursday because he has Patrick Mahomes and CEH. If they both have nice games against the Chargers, uh, could be facing an uphill climb, um, certainly. Kevin, we get to do one of my favorite things is we now get to go through the officially eliminated teams. We went through uh, quite a few, but we get to go through a couple more and pick out their um, keepers. So let's start out with uh, Bradley Grazier, who got eliminated, sadly, because, uh, you know, he faced me and I kicked his ass. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brad. So, yeah, sorry, Brad. Um, there's a lot to like here. Uh, with with his team, Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson, uh, all really nice players. Yeah, um, it, it's probably going to come down to draft value, and I, I think it's probably going to be Kyler Murray. Um, I'm not sure where he drafted Antonio Brown or Michael Pittman, but those two, if he's leaning high value guys um, in terms of draft stock for um, what he's going to get back and and um, next year value I, I think he could go there but it's gonna be tough to pass up um kyler his packer and aaron jones or um justin jefferson i think he'd like to keep justin jefferson away from everybody else yeah no that's definitely an added thing for sure that he uh you know he might want to uh stick stick the knife into all us vikings fans and keep justin jefferson um i i think that's a likely spot uh, it does say on ESPN that Michael Pittman was a ninth round pick. If that if that's actually true, that that changes things. I think that you know having a wide receiver two, potentially wide receiver one, uh, you know stashed in the ninth round is is massive value. Absolutely. 
Let's talk about your team, Kevin, because you got eliminated. Um, you have some interesting uh, decisions because you actually have very few decisions. Um, you traded, you mixed around your team quite a bit this year. Uh, who are you thinking for your keeper? Yeah, had, had to make some moves. Had started off two and five. Had to make some moves to really come back and have a chance. I'm glad I at least put up a fight, but it's put me on the tough spot for for keepers. Um, guys that I originally drafted would be Lamar Jackson. Go down the list by a lot. Okay, no other starters. Allen Robinson in the second. Um, and Trey Lance in the tenth. Um, and lastly, Christian McCaffrey. So I'm looking at a, a choice between four different players. Um, and before I, I say what I'm leaning, I'd like to hear what you think. Um, I think you take Christian McCaffrey and you try to get as far back in the first round as possible. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, super nice to have, but I I really don't like keeping quarterbacks because you could probably get Lamar Jackson around that value anyway. Um, and so, yeah, it's tough, Kevin. You had a nice draft, just didn't pan out. I, I think McCaffrey's kind of your only option. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it'll be probably Christian McCaffrey or Trey Lance. Um, we'll we'll read it at that. Um, and especially with the new rules next year, um, where we will not be to, talking about keepers ahead of the time, which, you know, it's better than finding out after the third round has already happened that somebody wasn't kept. I'm still a little better about that. Um, at, at least we'll know that. At least we'll know that we don't know, I guess. What, wait, whoa, what? I did not know this. Remember that uh, we showed up to the draft and uh, Hari switched his pe- his keeper from oh. Mike Evans to Robbie Anderson? I had gone outside to, I don't know, I was probably still chugging for Loco. Um, and I didn't hear, all of a sudden Mike Evans got drafted and I couldn't find him on my draft board because he was already... Marked off as a keeper. We're not changing that. You got it. We have to have at least like a week or two. No, they said that. I'm sure it's still up for debate. But um, what I remember, which I don't remember a lot clearly from that day, um, was that we had said that we're just going to show up and put our keepers on the board when we get there. That's that's terrible. I hate that. Well, um, get the get the group chat fired up. Yeah. Well. I'll listen to this podcast and they can hear about it. Um, I think we, I think we got everyone else's, uh, you know, keeper picks. Um, that I think we talked about Higgins, Hari. Those guys were all eliminated last week, so um, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, one thing that I did want to bring up is, uh, you know, Murphy might have been one of the, uh, you know, worst teams in TKD league history. Uh, three wins. Uh, just been snake bitten all year. However, I think he does jump up into that he's not the worst team in league history because Alex Kramer scored less points than Dustin Murphy, who had three wins. Oh my God. How Kramer always bitches about people being lucky, not scoring points, and then this fucking shit happens. Oh, brings a tear to my eye. I, I love to see it. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, we can kind of see the, the luck factor through points against, right? So, you know, Murphy just got absolutely fucked. He faced uh, the most points by almost 100. Uh, he was facing just, he was just getting crushed every week. He didn't really have a chance. Uh, he did not score enough points. He, um, but I thought it was interesting, the point breakdowns. Um, I think there is clearly, uh, you know, four tiers of points. Bottom tier. Murphy and Kramer. Uh, they scored. They scored 14.50 and 14.46. Um, obviously, that landed them in the 11th and 12 standing holes. Uh, then you had the this next section uh, that was, you know, around um, 1,600-ish points. So you had Hari, you, uh, you and Woods were very close. If you go up from Woods, he was only like 20 points away from from uh, Dan. Dan and Greg next were pretty close. Yeah. Three points separated Greg and 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 Higgins, so very close. Yeah, yeah. eighty points separated or eighty-five points separated. Uh, nine and five Greg and uh, six and eight Hari. So that just goes to show like how much how much this can all swing by just a, a little week-to-week fluctuation. Yeah, second tier you had, uh, you know, the buy teams, right? We had the 1,700 points with uh, with Carter and Garrett, and then tier one, Kevin. I had 1,921 points. I had almost 200 more points than any other team. The fact that I have to play in this fucking play-in first week playoff game is bullshit. I, you know, Kevin, we should just crown me right now. Give me the point totals. You gotta win more games. Um, all right, Kevin. <laughs> I've I've a, I've saved this because I, I think you are you are one of the teams competing uh, for what I'm going to call the Mo Loser Bowl. The Mo Loser Bowl, how I envision it playing out is like this, and this is how my idea of keeping the rest of the league engaged. Everyone does play in the consolation ladder uh, week to week. Um, so all six teams that are eliminated have three weeks to play. I'm going to put down $50. The team that gets the most wins out of U6, tiebreaker is points, will get $50 from me. I already won four weeks of the top scoring, and I get 200 bucks from Carter. So I'm, I'm going to use Carter's <laughs> money to fund the Mo Loser Challenge. I want you guys to keep engaged. 50 bucks goes to the winner who wins the most games in the next three weeks. The most head-to-head games? Yep, head-to-head games. So you, I get if to play you win, second best truck. Great. If you win, if you if you win <laughs> three games, you have a great chance. Tiebreaker is points. Sounds good. I, I you can just. What do you think, it. Kevin? Wow. I think I think it's a great idea, and I'm glad it's not right. my money because I'm going to be scooping that up. My one rule, Kevin, is the bottom six teams must not submit waiver claims. If they do, they are eliminated from the loser challenge. Aren't, don't we already have the constellation? loser price do we is this a rival i i have to the structure was put back like fucking two years ago and it takes a million years to go for that far back in the group chat but i'm pretty sure that there's 
weekly winner, first place, second place, third place, and constellation. Oh, no. Well, more on that later. More on that later, but I will I'll send it in the text and we can talk about it. Um, however, if you're listening to the podcast, this is the it's the Mo Loser Challenge. Most wins in the Constellation Ladder tiebreaker points. You cannot submit waiver claims or you are eliminated. Well, hopefully everybody else uh, doesn't submit a waiver claim and I will just scoop that up by default. Like, yeah, uh, we know Kevin's going to be set in lineups. So, you know, if you're uh, Higgins, whose team is absolutely rolling right now, uh, you know, Hari could get into it. Kramer, you know, not a good year for Kramer or uh, Murphy, but they could win some money here at the end. First place, $500. Second place, $250. Third, $100. Consolation winner, $50. And weekly winner, $25. So how what's the stipulation of the consolation? Because because like if I lose, I could win the consolation ladder, right? No, the consolation ladder only runs with the bottom six teams. Oh. <laughs> oh there's a winner's consolation ladder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that, that's that's why we allowed folks to make waiver claims last year um, that were in the right. consolation. I'm so. adding fifty bucks to the pot. Perfect. Mo loser challenge. Mo loser challenge. But but, but I, I love how the loser challenge is named after you. It's so fitting. <laughs> uh, my my money is going to it, it. You do not have to win the consolation ladder to win my prize. Okay, that's fair. Mine is different. Mine is most wins in the consolation bra- bracket tiebreaker points. Okay. So most likely it would be the same person, but not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Brad and Brad and I are in better spots for the consolation bracket, but we could each go two and one, and somebody could theoretically also go two and one and score more points. That's true. All right. Well, folks, I uh, threw down the challenge. Still set your lineups if you're in the consolation bra- bracket. Pay attention to your matchups. You could win some money if you win the if you win the ladder, you get fifty. If you win the Mo Challenge, you also get fifty. There you go. I love it. All right. Good luck this week, folks. All right, boys. Playoffs, consolation ladder, Mo loser challenge. I like how this is setting up. Um, you know, just gotta say one last thing. I know everyone is gonna be rooting against me these next three weeks. However, just keep in mind that my team is not as bad as the 8-6 record shows. I will storm through this, and I will make my seventh, you heard it, Kevin, or sixth, you heard it, Kevin, sixth championship appearance in a row. What if what if Swift absolutely throttles you? <laughs> I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can come back to Mo crying. Um, yeah, uh, if... You know, next time we record this podcast, if I lose, I, I will be crying. So, <laughs> Well, uh, tune in next week to see if Mo's crying or not. There you go, folks. See ya.